Well, I'm, I'm super excited about what God's doing here. Are you guys excited a little bit about the vision and just seeing what God's doing? Thank you all for the way that you serve and give, and um, it's just an exciting time here at Hope Community Church. If you have your scripture, would you pull it out, open it up? We're going to be diving into the Word of, the, of God today as we're um, just getting ready and, and beginning to think about our topic today. I wanted to start with a story. There was a woman who decided that she wanted to try ice fishing. And uh, I have never in my life wanted to try ice fishing. I absolutely hate the cold. But this woman thought, you know, maybe I'll give ice fishing a chance. So she went out and she cut a hole in the ice. And almost immediately, she heard a loud voice say, there are no fish under the ice. She thought, that's strange. That's kind of confusing. And she actually thought, could that be God speaking to me? And, uh, and then she, she thought about it. She's like, no, no, no. It, it must be my own imagination. So she went out and she tried to drill another hole. Same thing. Big, loud voice. There are no fish under the ice. And she throws her arms up in the air. Is that you, God? She heard the reply. No, this is the ice rink manager. <laughs> well, thank you for, for being here today. Thanks for my ridiculous story and just laughing. Um, I wanted to tell that crazy story because it brings up something that I want to talk to us all about today, and that's the topic of hearing God. Does God speak today? If God does speak, can we recognize his voice? How do I recognize God's voice as he's speaking into my life? It's a really important question and a really important topic. So we're in this series here at Hope called DIY, Do It Yourself. And uh, it's been a great series already where we want to give you confidence to read the Bible, to pray, and to hear from God on your own. We want to give you the practical tools. We want to give you everything that you need so that this summer you can deepen your relationship with Christ on your own. DIY, Do It Yourself. And uh, today we want to talk about this topic of hearing God. And to help us out, we're going to be looking at the story of a, of a boy named Samuel who hears from God. And his story is in 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 through 10. So if you have your scripture, would you pull it out, open it up, 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 through 10. And uh, Samuel here is, is just a kid. He's 11 years old. And uh, he hears God speak. And with a little help from a guy named Eli, he learns how to recognize God's voice in his life. It's such a powerful story. And, and I just think today, if, if God can speak to a middle school boy, then God can speak to you. We got some teenagers in the room today. God can speak to you. God doesn't give a junior Holy Spirit. And God is speaking. God wants to speak to us today. And we can learn how to recognize his voice. And this story in 1 Samuel 3 is going to help us out, give us some of those practical tools so that we can learn how to hear his voice for ourselves. So let's take a look at our story in 1 Samuel 3, verses 1 through 10. Here's what it says. Okay. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. 
One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord. Where was Samuel sleeping again? He's lying down in the house of the Lord. That's the Old Testament tabernacle. And there he is. He's got a little, little bed there in the tabernacle. And the Lord called Samuel. Uh, it says where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli. He said, here I am. You called me. And Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. I went and lay down. Any, any parents ever have kids show up in the bedroom at night? <laughs> Get back to bed. Go back to bed. That's what Eli's thinking. Again, the Lord called. Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. Get back to sleep. It says, Now Samuel didn't know the, the, the Lord, yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Samuel hasn't learned to recognize God's voice. A third time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if God calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Some great advice there. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Wow, what an amazing passage. Let's pray, and we'll dive in. How can I recognize the voice of the Lord? God, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that your word is powerful. Thank you that you've spoken in so many ways. And I, I just pray today that, that we would have eyes and we would have ears to hear, that you would open our hearts to receive your word from the scriptures. I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us, Lord, and uh, that you would speak the teaching of your word. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, how do we hear God speak? How do we hear God speaking into our life? Can we recognize his voice? And I, I think I would start with this today. I would start just, just by encouraging you to believe that God wants to speak to you. Do you believe today that God actually wants to speak to you? Let's take a look at our passage, look at our story. 1 Samuel 3.1 says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli, and in those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. And I think a lot of times that's kind of our perspective on God speaking, that the word of the Lord is rare, there's not many visions. And I would just ask, why was the word of the Lord so rare in Samuel's day? Was it because God was not speaking? I don't think so. It's because people weren't listening. And many of the people around Samuel were not listening to God. Now we start with Samuel. Here's this boy. He's 11 years old at the time. I call him a church kid 
because he's always at church. He's always hanging out there serving the Lord. His parents love the Lord. They want him to grow up and to be raised at the church. They drop him off at the church, literally drop him off at the church. And he's living there at the church. He's got a bed in the sanctuary, you know, in the tabernacle right next to the ark of God, sleeping in the presence of God. That's Samuel there. And of course, uh, the priest of the sanctuary, it's this old dude named Eli. And if you read the scripture, it tells us that Eli is old and heavy. So think about it. Eli's this old, heavy man. He's a lazy guy, sitting around, doesn't do much. Um, you know, uh, Samuel's mom comes. Maybe know the story earlier in Samuel. Samuel's mom comes. She's teared up, pouring out her prayer requests before the Lord at the, the tabernacle. She's praying. And what does Eli say? Are you drunk, woman? There are more people drinking than praying. Think about that. And then you have Eli's two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, pastor's kids. Gotta love those pastor's kids. And uh, the scriptures call them worthless men because they're only at church for two things. The free food and the hot girls. It's there. It's in the text. You've got to read it for yourself. Right? The Bible's an amazing book. Guys, this is the church Samuel's grown up in. And he's surrounded by Christians who are, who are kind of doing the Christian thing, but really aren't listening to the Lord. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. Isn't that the problem today? We go, go through the motions, cultural Christianity. The word of the Lord is rare. Maybe we don't expect God to speak to us. Oh, God would never speak to me. But guys, the problem isn't that God's not speaking. The question is, are we actually listening? See, our God is a speaking God. And on the very first page of the scripture, God speaks. And the universe leaps into existence. The heavens declare the glory of God. Right? The mountains uh, rejoice with singing. The fields clap their hands. Why? Because God is speaking through them. God has created such a breathtaking and marvelous, beautifully designed creation because through them, he wants us to hear, I am God. I created you. I love you. You matter. And all throughout the pages of Scripture, God speaks to men and to women. God speaks to Adam and Eve as they're in the cool of the garden. Abraham goes out in faith, not knowing where he's going, and yet he's listening to the voice of the Lord as God leads him and guides him. You've got Moses. And Moses hears God speak in the bush, and he hears God speak up on the mount, and he hears God speak as he writes with his finger on the tablets of stone. God raises up prophets. He raises up men and women who know the voice of the Lord. And as we read their stories in the pages of Scripture, God speaks to us. He speaks to us 
in the pages of Scripture. The voice of the Lord is rising up through this book. I mean, how many times have we read the Bible and thought, wow, God, it's like God is speaking right into my heart. That's because the Bible is not just words on a page. It is God's breath on a page. And we talked about that last week, that the Bible is the inspired, life-giving, never-failing, never-changing Word of God. And that's what we hold in our hands. And then we have the greatest Word of all. The Word, the final Word. The Word that God has spoken through His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus is the ultimate declaration of who God is. Jesus is the living Word. Right? So through Jesus, we would know the message of salvation. A salvation that's available to every one of us today through faith in Jesus Christ. And I believe that Jesus is alive and Jesus is still speaking to people today. Because He says so in John 1027 when he says my sheep hear my voice my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me see one of a mark one of the marks of a follower of Jesus Christ is I hear his voice I hear him he's leading me he's guiding me he's speaking into my life See, God is speaking. He's speaking today through the voice of His Holy Spirit. And the question is, are we ever listening? Believe it today. God wants to speak to you. See, the God that the world thinks is silent is not silent at all. In Psalm 53, it says, God comes and he will not be silent. It is a great error today to believe in the silence of God. God is speaking. He wants to speak to us. Could this be why the voice of God is so rare in our life? We don't expect to hear God speak. Oh, God would never speak to me. You know what A.W. Tozer says? He says, the one who does not expect God to speak will discount every single time when God does speak. Here's an important truth. You may be here today. You may feel like God never speaks to you. But the truth is, God is speaking to you. And the fact is, God is speaking to you right now. And here's this boy, Samuel, 11 years old. And in Samuel's day, the word of the Lord was rare. But the passage tells us that the light of the Lord had not yet gone out. Believe today God is speaking, and he wants to speak to you. You can hear his voice. It's my deep, deep conviction. And here's what's amazing. And this is my second point. Number one, believe God wants to speak to you. Number two, we can actually learn to recognize God's voice. We may not recognize God's voice at first, but just like we might learn somebody else's voice, we can learn to recognize God's voice as he's speaking into our life. Think about a radio dial. Um, when I was growing up, if we wanted to listen to music, 
we turned on the radio. We didn't have computers, we didn't have uh, smartphones, we didn't have apps, we didn't have Spotify, YouTube, we didn't have any of those things. If we wanted to listen to the radio or the music, we turned on the radio and we put it on our favorite station. You remember that? Back in the day? I still have a radio alarm clock. It's like 20 years old. It sits there on my nightstand and my kids are fascinated by it. Dad, what's that? And at night, you know, when I need to set an alarm, I turn on the radio to make sure I have a nice, clear-sounding signal. Sometimes you turn on the radio and what, you hear static, right? In my whole life, whenever I turn on a radio and I hear static, you know what I've never done? I've never gotten on my phone and called the radio station. Hey, hey guys, uh, just trying to understand, why aren't you playing any music? Why did you stop broadcasting? No, 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 I've never done that. Why? Because the radio station's always broadcasting, right? The music is always on. I just need to turn that little dial, and I can begin to tune in. And that static begins to give way to a music that is clear and powerful. Guys, it's the same thing in our relationship with God. Sometimes we say, you know what, God's never speaking. That's like saying that a radio station isn't broadcasting, right? God is always speaking. He doesn't shut down. He doesn't turn off. God loves to speak to his children. And if we will, the, I guess the question is, is our heart, like that radio dial, is our heart tuned into his voice? Do we know how to hear God's word correctly? Have we learned to recognize the voice of God speaking in our life? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. So do you recognize God's voice when he's speaking to you? And just to encourage all of us today, God spoke to Samuel, and Samuel had no idea it was, that it was even God, right? So, so we all start at the same place. We all start like Samuel, not recognizing God's voice. And in fact, for Samuel, when he heard God, it sounded like another voice in the room. It sounded like Eli. Take a look at verse 3. Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I didn't call, go back and lie down. So God's speaking, and Samuel thinks it's Eli. He doesn't recognize God's voice. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called Samuel. Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I didn't call. Go back and lie down. And then it says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. In other words, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. I think this is crazy. God's speaking. Samuel has no idea it's the Lord. I think we assume that if God speaks to us, it's just going to be obvious. It's going to be this loud, booming voice out of heaven, you know, James Earl Jones, King James English, Brian, thou shalt move to Pennsylvania to a land of cheesesteaks and Wawa coffee. Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Job, uh, Job 37, the voice of God thunders. Boom. Guys, aren't you glad? 
that when God speaks to us, he doesn't speak with thunder in his voice? How scary would that be? How when God called Angie and I to Pennsylvania, we didn't hear the audible voice of God. We heard a lot like Samuel, that gentle whisper. The Holy Spirit whispering in our heart, come, follow me. In so many ways, this is how God speaks into our life. He speaks with a gentle whisper through the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. We talked about last week how God speaks through Scripture. That's important. If you didn't hear that, go back, listen to the message. And God also speaks through the Holy Spirit that dwells in our heart. If you're here today and you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible says you can't even say Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. In other words, if you've surrendered your life to Christ, and Jesus is the Lord of your life, that Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And Romans tells us the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, that power lives inside of you. And you can begin to tune your spirit to the voice of the Holy Spirit as he speaks inside of you. And sometimes you won't be able to explain it. You'll say, you know what, I don't understand this, but I feel prompted to do this. I don't, I don't get it, but I, man, it feels like God's saying this. I'm being led by God. I'm being directed by God. That's how God speaks into our life. Uh, author and, and writer and speaker Lisa Max, she describes it this way, and, and this is so helpful and, and just so simple. Where does God say the Holy Spirit dwells? Outside of us, like the Old Testament? No. Occasionally he rests on us and leaves. That was the Old Testament. No. He says, the Helper, the Holy Spirit of God, dwells within me. So where would we hear him speaking? On the dashboard of our van, up in the sky? Well, he may choose to speak to us here. Typical way to hear the Holy Spirit is inside of us. And if something is speaking inside of us, chances are at times, it's going to feel or sound as natural as our own thoughts. In other words, it's Eli. Is that Eli speaking to me? Are those my own thoughts swimming around in my own head? Is it just circumstances? Am I dreaming? Or could God actually be speaking to me? And Lisa Max goes on to say this. Many people reject the voice of God because it comes in too natural of a way. They only seem to give God credit for speaking through burning bushes. And you look at Samuel. Boy, he's struggling to hear God's voice, isn't he? Don't you love how persistent God is, though? God speaks to him three times. That's the love of God. He wants us to hear his voice. And yet Samuel struggles because God didn't come to Samuel in a burning bush. He came to Samuel like he comes to every one of us through that gentle whisper. And what's amazing today is that you can actually learn to recognize the voice of God. It's a skill. It's like tuning your heart to hear that radio station. Believe God wants to speak to you because he does. And believe today that you can begin to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit as he speaks into your own heart. And I, I guess the question is, is just how? 
How can I learn to recognize God's voice? How do I hear the voice of God? And, and this is so powerful. Take a look at Eli's advice to Samuel. So we're just going to look at Eli. We're going to see what his advice is and begin to apply that to our life. 1 Samuel 3.8. The third time the Lord called Samuel. Samuel! Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Ah. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Wow. What great advice. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Here I am, God. I'm listening to you. How do I hear the voice of God? And what I want to do right now is I want to put it on the bottom shelf. I want to make it as simple and easy as possible so that you can hear God's voice for yourself today. Just give you three spiritual thoughts. And the first thing I want to encourage you with, this is, this is going to go against everything in my life, everything in our culture, and it's just this idea of be still. Be still. God says, be still and know that I am the Lord. We want to pause, quiet our hearts. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. It says, Samuel went to lay in his place. His place is, is right next to the ark, in that inner room. He's positioned himself quietly in the presence of the Lord. When was the last time you were still? in God's presence. I illustrate this with a story. Um, a long time ago, they didn't have refrigerators, and um, people would preserve their food in ice houses. And they would actually take blocks of ice and, and pack those blocks in sawdust. And they would use all this sawdust to insulate the entire ice house. Well, uh, one day a, a man was working in the ice house, and he had a watch. It was really valuable and precious to him. And, and as he was working in the ice house, he lost his watch. He was so sad, and he started digging through all piles of sawdust, and as much as he tried, he couldn't find his watch. His friends came in, tried to help him out. They couldn't find the watch. Well, uh, about the noon hour, a little boy went into the ice house. And you know what he did? He closed the door. He got really quiet, and he got really still. And within a few moments, he began to hear the quiet sound of the ticking watch. And it's the same way in our relationship with God. How do we hear his voice? How do we hear the still, small voice of God? Be still. Know that I'm God. Take those moments to pause. God, what are you saying to me? And then we just want to pray this incredible, powerful prayer that Eli taught Samuel. It's very simple. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Here I am, God. Would you speak to me? That's verse 10. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then, the, then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. And God spoke to Samuel in that moment. I really want to hear your voice, God. Would you speak? Your servant is listening. 
And God begins to speak to Samuel, verse 11. If you have your scripture, it's the next verse. We didn't read it earlier. This is what verse 11 says. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I'm about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears it tingle. Like, what? See, what God spoke to Samuel in that moment wasn't pleasant. And it wasn't easy. God was calling an 11-year-old boy to go and speak hard truths to a powerful leader in Israel. And as God speaks to you, just like when God speaks to me, sometimes God speaks comforting words. And many times God speaks words that pull me out of my comfort zone to step out in faith, to trust Him, to follow Him, to lay down my life. God's going to do the same thing for every one of us. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Craig Rochelle calls this prayer a dangerous prayer. What if we began to pray this prayer? What would begin to happen in our life? Maybe you're in a tough marriage right now. And what if you began to God, ask God, God, how can I love my spouse? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I don't want to just go to church. I want to be the church. God, how can I step out of my comfort zone to be a light in my neighborhood, in my workplace, on my sports team? Generosity Sunday is coming up. God, how much do you want me to give? Anybody scared to pray that prayer? It's a dangerous prayer, right? I'm scared. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And many times God speaks comforting words, and many times he speaks words that pull me right out of my comfort zone. Speak, Lord. A powerful, powerful prayer. What, what I've learned, one of the best ways to hear from God is to ask God a question. God, should I? God, what about this? God, how do you want me to? And so ask God those questions. Do you guys know prayer isn't just talking to God? It's also asking God questions. It's a relationship. You say, okay, if God speaks to me, how do I know it's Him? I would point you to Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. And who can say, what are you doing? When God speaks, there's a weight. There's an authority. You're like, no, I wouldn't have said that to myself. So listen to his voice. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And then my last encouragement here is to line it up with Scripture. This is really important. We see what God speaks to Samuel in verses 11 through 14. You can read those. But you'll find it's the exact same thing that God spoke to Eli in 1 Samuel chapter 2. It's just a reminder. God never contradicts himself. The same Holy Spirit that speaks in our heart is the Holy Spirit that spoke in Scripture. So those words are always going to line up. So take what you're hearing from God and make sure you line it up from Scripture. If you have a question about a topic, if you have a decision that you need to, to begin to make, Man, study scripture, open up the Bible, see what it has to say, and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And God, God's word, he'll, it'll begin to line up in your life as you learn how to recognize his voice. So here's how I want to end this today. DIY. DIY, do it yourself. I don't know what God wants to say to you today. 
But I know this, and I believe this with all my heart. God's speaking to you, and he wants to speak clearly and powerfully into your life. You can begin to hear his word starting right now, starting today. Today is Communion Sunday. I mean, this is an opportunity. We're going we're gonna to take some, some time here. We're going to create some space for us to respond and to simply say, here I am, God. I want to hear your voice. And so uh, we're going to take communion. Uh, most Sundays what we do is um, we take it all together. Say, so you may receive the cup. We all take the cup at the same time. It's a symbol of our, our unity as believers. Today what we're going to do, we're going to do it a little bit differently. And uh, we're going to give you time to pray. We're going to give you time maybe to open up the Bible. We're going to give you time to take communion on your own when you're ready. We've got some, maybe some kids in the room. We've got some people who are exploring faith. And I uh, just want to say we're really glad that you're here today. Uh, but I also might want to invite you to, to wait. To wait and to, until you're ready to take communion. Have you surrendered your life to, to Jesus? Communion is a special meal, and, and you want to wait, and you want to make that a special meal. And so let's run to the cross together. Let's confess our sins. Let's say thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Thank you for the bread. Thank you for the cup that represents his body that was broken, the blood that was poured out. You're the good shepherd. You call us by name. You lay down your life for us and you lead us out and we know your voice. Your sheep know your name. So today I just want to invite you as we take communion to pause, to be still, to meet with Jesus. We confess those sins, we thank him for the cross, and we say, speak, Lord. Speak to us today. Let's pray as we prepare our hearts. Jesus, we thank you that you are the word made flesh. That you took on our humanity. And in the greatest act of love ever, you were nailed to a cross. You were beaten, you were spit on, and you were mocked. You bore our sins on that cross so that we could be reconnected with a Father who loves us so much that he has never stopped speaking to us. So thank you, God, for your words that you speak into our life. And I pray that today that our, our hearts would be open to the voice of the Almighty as he speaks words of grace and mercy and salvation and new life. Thank you that through the cross that we're made new. You've made us new spiritually. And so today we confess our sins. And we say, Father, forgive us. We're so sorry for the ways that we've blown it. We're sorry for our pride. We're sorry for, for all the ways that we'd, we've ignored you. 
And today we run back to the arms of the loving Father. We say, here we are, God. Meet with us. We love you. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. And would you meet us in these moments of communion as we delight in you. And I pray that each person here would hear your voice clearly speaking into their life and that they would know that they would know that they know that you are a God that loves us. We ask that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.